insights into being and becoming a teacher. I'm your host, Morel Lennon, an Associate Professor in Education at Swinburne University of Technology in Melbourne, Australia. I'm curious and I love to use this strength to find out more. So what better way to support others and to create this podcast to be able to gain insights and perspectives from colleagues and friends. I also run Explore and Create Co that runs workshops, delivers coaching and creates resources informed by positive psychology to support all of us in different ways to explore self-care and mindfulness to help us flourish. And so there is no surprise that well-being features in much of this podcast. So I really want to delve further into what it means to be a teacher, what we bring, how we navigate the current climate and tips and tricks that support us being and becoming teachers. In this series, I'm doing something a little different. I'm going solo with a focus on tricky situations and providing some strategies. The aim is to be practical and to provide you with a background into what you can try to support your confidence and support your well-being and self-care as a teacher and a human, really. So join me as we explore some critical moments of being and becoming a teacher and match these with some practical strategies, tips and points of action to help you flourish. developing self-compassion for oneself. Confidence is defined as the feeling or belief that you have faith in or rely on someone or something. Self-confidence is about having a confidence in yourself and your powers and ability. As you develop confidence, your assurance in your own judgments and abilities increases. And so confidence grows from having personal experiences where you've been able to understand and learn from particular activities. From this mastery of skills comes the positive belief associated with accomplishment. So in other words, you feel comfortable in the future to undertake a task. The more you do it, the more you learn about it, the more you learn about yourself. And the biggie here is that self-doubt is the opposite of self-confidence but it plays an important role in building your confidence, especially when you lack faith in your own abilities. Confidence develops when you take the first step towards a goal or you approach a situation that makes you feel uncomfortable. Confidence to step forward is related to having a meaningful goal, such as a goal to become a teacher. So let's connect with a meaningful goal. A meaningful goal bolsters your sense of self and your self-esteem and helps you to be confident. If the goal is true to you, your motivation will enable you to keep striving. So you'll keep building capacity and bouncing forward from mistakes, uncertainties and critical moments by really using a growth mindset. So most importantly, your confidence and your belief in yourself will grow over time. So what we think about is having a growth mindset is that you can strive forward, you can grow, you can learn, mistakes are good, taking risks are great. And that's the opposite to a fixed mindset where you think, well, if I haven't been able to do it once before, I can't do it now. Or I've made a mistake once before, I can't do it. And so there can be a real tension there about what growth is or even if growth is possible. 
If you align your actions to your goals, you will add meaning to your life, which ultimately will impact on your overall well-being. So when you commit to your goal of becoming a teacher with openness and curiosity, you'll identify sub-goals that allow you to develop your accomplishments. So self-confidence comes from these goals and self-goals, and they are about those connection to what is meaningful and purposeful to you. So self-confidence can build when you chunk your main goal so that it has those sub-goals. So your main goal to be a teacher may be motivated by your desire to work with children or young people. And then the sub goal of this main goal may in turn be motivated by your love of learning or forming relationships and helping others to learn. So as a pre-service teacher, you'll have many sub goals that connect to your ultimate goal of being a teacher. And they'll naturally change over time as your main goal to be a teacher becomes a reality. And of course, as your confidence and capacity develops. So for example, you may have a sub goal to survive your first professional experience or to learn how to project your voice in a respectful way. And then by the time you come to your second placement, Your sub goal is going to change a little bit because you've already worked on those initial goals and you've put them into practice. They've hopefully become a part of who and what you do. So your sub goal as you keep moving forward on your second practice might be, for example, to better connect with students or to explore further classroom management strategies that are more humanistic. So over time, your sub goals will change and will be built upon to help you to develop your confidence and to meet your primary goal. So the way you see yourself also impacts on your confidence. For your confidence to develop, you need to have trust and believe in yourself, as well as have a sense of competence. You will also need to practice self-compassion and self-love so that you can be vulnerable and courageous as you develop your confidence. Those two aspects are tricky, vulnerability and being courageous, but they go hand in hand when you start to develop your confidence. So as you set your main goal to be a teacher and then identify what your sub goals are, that vulnerability and courage will definitely come hand in hand. Self-compassion is what's going to help you achieve those aspects and really tune in to what it is for you that you need. So I think of self-compassion as how you're going to be a friend to yourself. So self-compassion requires kindness and understanding when you're confronted with challenges, ups and downs in life and perceived personal failings. As a pre-service teacher, self-compassion forces you to think about how you treat yourself during the journey of becoming a teacher. So in developing self-confidence, there can be moments of self-doubt, especially during a crisis, a confrontation, surprises or challenges. Therefore, it's really important to connect mindfully and being present and mindfully aware with how you treat yourself at these times. So how do you show self-compassion in regards to yourself if you have any doubts about becoming a teacher? Or how do you treat yourself with kindness, care and concern when you're faced with a negative event or not so positive feedback? How do you recognize when you need to be self-compassionate? All really key questions that lead us all back to that confidence and confidence in yourself. 
So let's think about self-compassion in this way. So first of all, think about when a friend is in need and they come to you. How do you talk to them? How are you around them? What do you do? What does that look, feel and sound like? Now, think about yourself. When you're under pressure or you're stressed or you're distressed, how do you talk to yourself? What does that feel like, sound like, look like? If you think about those two scenarios just now, what you'll notice is that how you treat a friend when they're stressed or worried or concerned is so much gentler, nicer, soothing, kind than it is probably to how you talk to yourself. So as we're building our awareness about ourselves, our self-compassion in how we treat ourselves like a friend, these are all critical aspects that contribute and come back to our confidence and how we're developing that self-confidence as a teacher. So have a think about these questions. You might journal about them, chat to a colleague, even your mentor about them. First question, what experiences and values have influenced your goal of becoming a teacher? What motivates you to achieve your goals? And what are some of the sub-goals you can identify that are associated with your primary goal of becoming a teacher? Enjoy the process of writing, thinking, reflecting about these questions because they're often assumed or we spend some time on them when we first transition into the degree or maybe we don't. But we don't often return back to them and they're critical questions as we progress through studying, no matter what year level you are, undergrad or postgrad. Coming back to these questions is really important because it helps you to tune back into what your main goal is and that may tweak and change in itself, but it means you can connect back to your meaning and purpose, back to your why of, of becoming a teacher and allowing you then to identify what those sub-goals are because they will continue to change as well. If this episode sparked ideas, provided comfort or supported you in your professional growth, I'd love for you to take a moment to share your thoughts on social media and I invite you to do this with the hashtag Teachers Supporting Teachers. To access this episode's notes and other episodes as well as resources, feel free to connect on the web at www.exploreandcreateco.com or on Instagram and Twitter at Rallypops. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you to Magnus Mooney for the music and thank you to listening. So some critical points to take away from this episode. Confidence keeps changing and it keeps developing. This is a good thing. Self-confidence can build when we chunk your main goal and divide it down into pieces and sub-goals that you can work towards and achieve, celebrate with an accomplishment and that we know that they're movable and fluid as well as you progress through your study. 
to help with your self-confidence, talking to yourself with self-compassion, treating yourself like a friend is much gentler than being that harsh critic that pulls yourself up on being too slow or making too many mistakes or not being the same as somebody else. 